Business in the 217, our weekly check-in with the Springfield Business Journal. Publisher Michelle Ownby joining us here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. Michelle, thanks again every week. Great information you bring here for Business Bites uh, with Business in the 217. And of course, people can get your weekly email updates. Uh, let's start there. How can people register? Absolutely. You can go to springfieldbusinessjournal.com and get signed up for the newsletter. comes out every Wednesday afternoon and it's uh, free of charge. Just kind of a quick snapshot of what's happening in the business community. And of course, we also post uh, breaking news on Facebook and our other social media pages. So let's get into it. Some of the stuff people will learn when they read the Springfield Business Journal. We'll talk about right here on WMAY. Uh, let's start with what is uh, a lot of unanswered questions, but uh, you know the various publications and journalists are out there trying to get to the bottom of what happened at the city of Springfield within the Langfelder administration. Val Yazel's no longer there. What happened here? Right. And our, uh, our sister publication, Illinois Times, has been all over this one. Bruce Rushton originally posted something uh, last Friday morning, uh, the news that she had been terminated by the mayor as of Thursday afternoon. And then he posted an updated piece yesterday afternoon indicating that it seems to be related to the, uh, the, the final straw, if you will, may have been the mayor's request that she give some grant money to the NAACP building after the city council had rejected it due to some unanswered questions about uh, whether or not it would meet the criteria. And, you know, I, I can tell you, I've worked closely with Val and the others in uh, the Office of Planning and Economic Development over the years through my role in Enos Park. And there, there is a lot of both state and federal money that flows through the city. The city's in charge of administering those grants, even if the funds are coming from the state or the feds. And uh, man, most of those programs, they are, they are sticklers for dotting all the I's and crossing all the T's for sure. We actually had an experience in Enos Park a few years ago where we were awarded a state grant to uh, acquire and demolish some blighted houses. It was a reimbursement. So after we had invested the money and tearing down four of the houses the uh, and submitted all the paperwork for the reimbursement, the state gave us a really hard time over um, just some really ar arcane details, I will say. Uh, and we ended up not getting reimbursed for one of the properties. So I, I think uh, the concerns Val expressed were very legitimate that the city might be required to pay back the those funds if it was determined after the fact that they had not followed all the all the guidelines up front. Yeah, these are, of course, tax resources. So there's a lot of I's that need to be dotted and T's that need to be crossed. Yes. Uh, and uh, if some of those aren't properly done, uh, people could be held liable. And uh, uh, the city of Springfield, for instance, uh, could be held liable uh, if, if things aren't done properly. Uh, so this is, of course, a situation where uh, there's you know, some speculation about what ultimately led to uh, Val Yazel's, uh departure. Uh, but let's just talk briefly so people understand what exactly that position does, because uh, that position as an economic uh, development director, they've, they've, they're involved in quite a lot for, for the city of Springfield. Absolutely. I mean, part of it is certainly trying to incentivize uh, businesses to come to Springfield, as well as working with businesses that want to expand. Uh, um, you know, certainly over the past year during this time of COVID, there's been a, a huge number of businesses seeking assistance. Uh, the city was responsible for helping businesses with some of those grant programs that were available, uh, you know, and, and really just kind of holding their hand and helping them navigate all the different options uh, available to them. There's a number of TIF 
gift districts in the city. The Office of Planning and Economic Development uh, oversees those various TIF districts. And again, when businesses or individuals are making applications for that, there's community development block grant funds, which is what was at uh, in question in this particular scenario. But yeah, there are a lot of different resources. IDA, Illinois Housing and Development Authority, funds that flow from the, the state to help revitalize uh, certain parts of town. And, and there's always rules and restrictions on where the money can be spent, how the money can be spent, you know, what the time frame is. Uh, there's there's a lot of paperwork and a lot of things involved in being able to properly utilize those funds. Well, we'll keep a close eye on that space because uh, the mayor is going to have to fill it with somebody with all of the different things that that spot is uh, is tasked with. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll touch base on that again. We're talking with Michelle Ownbeam, the Springfield Business Journal publisher, here with the WMAY Morning News Feed Business in the 217. A couple of other business tidbits to talk about. They're on the corner of MacArthur and uh, was it Stratton. Uh, you've got uh, Stanford. <laughs> uh, yes. I never remember what's what that street is. Uh, either way, the old show me's it's uh, it's got new life. Yes, if you've driven by there lately, it is now uh, orange. I kind of did a double take the other day. There's a there's a boat in the parking lot, which I suppose is fitting with the theme for the new restaurant. Uh, this is going to be Ocean's Crab, and uh, they say they're going to try to open up within the next week. The owner is uh, Jin Ming Wu. He also owns the Hibachi Grill Cream Buffet just down the street there in the Town and Country Shopping Center. No word on plans for his other restaurant, but uh, Ocean's Crab is a, a Cajun seafood theme, which seems to be a very popular thing these days. We've had a couple of others uh, appear recently in the city, but uh, yes, his work is well underway and he's been moving quickly on that project. I like seafood. I like a little bit of spice. So I'm going to have to see if, uh, if their little bit of spice equates to my little bit of spice. <laughs> That's not necessarily the case. Uh, so we shall see. Uh, something else too uh, in the in the business updates. Uh, it's been long awaited. Uh, was delayed by COVID nineteen, but we're going to see uh, Ashley's outlet open. Up. Right. You may remember uh, last year in June when things started opening back up after the stay at home order. Uh, Barney's Furniture on Wabash opened just long enough to have a going out of business sale. But I had talked to owner uh, Barry Seidman back at the time, and he said it, it was actually a coincidence. They had already planned to transition that location to an Ashley Furniture outlet, so it had nothing to do with the shutdown or COVID or any of that. Uh, but where COVID did come into play was after they had done the work and, and the remodeling, they had originally hoped to have that Ashley outlet store open in the fall, but there were a lot of supply chain issues related to COVID uh, because the different manufacturing facilities had been shut down, you know, and increased demand. We've seen the same thing with the home builders and remodelers, lots of people uh, wanting to update their spaces. So Barry said that he didn't want to get that space open unless he knew they could have uh, have enough inventory to meet the demand. So they ended up delaying that for a little bit. Um, of course, Barry and his family already own the other uh, Ashley Furniture Store locations in Springfield and, and Jacksonville. This is an outlet location, so a little bit lower price point, you know, ready to assemble furniture, that type of thing. Uh, not quite the the up as upscale as some of their other uh, furniture offerings. It's definitely always good to be plugged in with what's going on in the business community so you can stay with the latest openings and you can get all those details with the Springfield Business Journal. Michelle Ownby, the publisher, tell us again how people can sign up for that email. You can go to springfieldbusinessjournal.com, get signed up for the weekly BizBytes newsletter, and of course also sign up to get the print edition delivered to your home or office. Always appreciate talking with you and we'll check in next week here with Business in the 217 on the WMAY morning news feed. Have a great day. Thanks, Greg.